Imagine using the same Q-tip in your bathroom every day. Or what about the same tissue or the same cotton round? It sounds pretty crazy, right? At least that's what I thought when I first came across the Copenhagen-based startup Last Object. They are turning this crazy idea into a reality and are, in doing so, embarking on a journey to make your bathroom a much more sustainable one. This is the co-founder of Last Object, Isabel Augard. Last Object, what's it all about? <laughs> what's it all about? Well, um, Last Object is a company that we created to create alternatives um, or reusable alternatives to single-use items. And that seems very timely. There's an EU directive on the way that we're actually banning single-use plastic, right? Exactly. Yeah, we, it, it, was, um, it came actually um, right after we launched uh, our first product. So it was, uh, it was kind of a, a really nice wind. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and uh, so, so how did you come up with this, uh, this um, uh, idea? we wanted to do something that really was impactful that really had like a huge impact not just you know a little bit of like half greenwashing we really wanted it to be something that could could really create a difference and this is when we started looking into single use uh, because it was kind of a no brainer it's all these you know items that we use uh, with in different materials but and also a lot of them in plastic but in general it was just a lot of different single-use items um, that we use and use and use in our daily lives and we throw them out instantly after they've been used. So so this was kind of uh, where it all started and then we we just made a list of all the products that we wanted to, to eliminate and the Q-tip actually was a really, really uh, impactful uh, in a negative way, the single-use Q-tip because it gets into our oceans uh, through our filtration systems. And that's why it was it was the first product that we kind of solved design-wise. And, and that's where the whole, everything was born from there. And then it kind of got into other products. So, so the Q-tip is the, that was the first product you did, right? Yes. And what other products do you have uh, now? So right after we launched Last Tissue, so... Uh, you are like the modern take on the handkerchief is kind of what we call it, but uh, but it's kind of formed like a, a single use um, tissue pack. It has that size, and and then there are a couple, actually seven, uh, six tissues inside of it. Then we did the uh, cotton swab um, or the the version, the reusable version of the cotton round. Um, and, and now we're doing we're doing some different versions. Uh, we also actually just launched uh, mask and spray because of the time that we're in right now. Uh, yeah, and we have about three new designs coming out next year. Yeah, I'm actually looking at your products right now, and uh, it hit me how similar they are to the original single-use product. And since you're all three designers, I imagine that. There's a reason for that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think that um, it's really, really important for us that we kind of we get to so close that we can um, material-wise, like sense, feel, and look 
as the single use version because the single use is is something that's been you know used and tested for 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 a decade or two so that's why it's it's really good for us to make sure first of all that the the buyer they they look at the q-tip and they know exactly how to use it it's not doesn't need a manual it doesn't need any instructions and uh, and the same with the cotton rounds and i think it was it's just really important that we that we've go design wise as close than that we can and that's kind of been our um, our goal throughout so let, let's just look briefly at the question here that the, the elephant in the room the question that everybody's asking themselves right now how do you clean these <laughs> yes uh, well it's different from product to product but the swab is a well it's a, it's a, a kind of a rubber and already like a silicone feel in the end so it's very uh, closed surfaced um, but it has but it's very flexible and you can clean it uh, under the warm running water with a little bit of soap by hand and uh, and the the rounds uh, they can also they're actually they go really far just if you if you clean them un- under the sink but or in the sink and uh and I think that uh, the you can also put them in the washer. I do that like once a month just to like clean them all out. And and the same with the tissues. I actually don't reuse the tissues or clean them in that sense, but I, I put them directly into the washer after I've used them. Yeah. And I, I just, um, when you look at what products have succeeded in the past uh, with everything from, you know, electric cars or when Spotify replaced the CDs, the replacing product hasn't only been more sustainable, it's also been a better product from a usage point of view. Is that the case here too? Or do you think that's important that it's not only a sustainable product, but it's actually a better user experience than the single use one? It is so important. And it's actually something that we really focus on. And that's why a lot of the products that we're designing, we have them on the drawing board for some of them. We've Well, we've had up to two years now because we need, it to be so much better um, than the single-use alternative because the single-use is convenient. Uh, it's so convenient to buy it and throw it out where you have to make that extra effort to clean it and put it back. And that's why it has to be a really nice uh, experience. That's also why we we kind of call ourselves the box design company because we we really <laughs> work a lot on like, how do you, how do you, can put it in a really nice box that you want to keep, that you want to wash, you want to take care of, because the longer that these products, uh, they're used by you, the more impact they do. So if I would, if I would create a product that did not, um, wasn't a nice experience, wasn't something that you uh, kind of wanted to put that extra effort into, then it will end up in the trash. And then, you know, I've, I've, made matters worse <laughs> yeah yeah now it seems to, that that that's the key that need, needs to be a, actually be a better product not only a more sustainable one that seems to be important exactly and i can imagine this i mean if you look at um at my bathroom for example uh it's it's not a i mean having a big box of q-tips is um it's a big bunch of stuff you know and and there's some simplicity to just having one 
Mm, <laughs> exactly. One of each thing. There's this beauty to that. Almost like a Danish design kind of thing. You know, you want the minimalism, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's also why like we don't have return customers in the sense that they buy a lot of Q-tips because they hopefully will only need one. But um, but we can see that every time we launch a new product, we have a really amazing group of people that are like, oh, yes, are you still getting it in green? Because then they have all the different products in green or, you know, it's it's becoming like a collectible in a sense. Yeah, I, because I was going to ask you about that too. That must be a marketing problem, right? That you buy it and then you kind of kind of done and then, you know, where do you go from there? Do you have to, to acquire new customers all the time? And, you know, how does that work for you? Well, in a sense, but as I see it, like the community that we kind of stepped into was was just so strong and and they really want to be the voice. So if they use our products, this is just something that I've I've noticed the, the last year, if they really like it and they've used it for a couple of months, then they'll come back and they'll buy 10 for their friends. So for example, up to Christmas, we have had amazing sales because we have had people that that want to spread this. It's like a, it's kind of a gimmick thing. It's fun. It's, it's something that it's also a little bit weird to be, you know, uh, buying hygienic products to each other. But, and I think that's also part of the fun in a sense. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we have kind of, we don't have returning customers, but we have like influencers in a way and, um, ambassadors, I would say. Yeah, I I just wish I would have known this before Christmas because it's the perfect gift, right? It's like <laughs> the ultimate gift. Exactly for the waste warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, so that's that's awesome, and so it seems like you you've somehow unlocked something here because the interest has been huge, right? Tell me a little bit about the launch of the first product. I think we were doing a lot of we've done a lot of Kickstarters and they have not all been successful. Um, it, it was really, it's really important for us to, to use these platforms because as a designer, you can kind of be so crazy in love with your own idea. And then when you produce it and you launch it, it's just, people don't want it. Maybe you thought it was an awesome idea, but everybody else were like, that's so stupid. Like, I'm not gonna, that's, I'm not gonna, go into that so um it was really fun because um we were i think two weeks up to the the launch and and we we're doing email collections so we would uh, we were doing a landing page and people were coming into the landing page and they were uh putting in their email if they wanted to have an uh, get an email when we launched and then they had uh, a discount and maybe like, yeah, but I actually, maybe more precisely, like a week before, we were like converting like crazy. And we were looking at each other. We were like, shit, I think this is actually going to actually be successful. <laughs> and we were very surprised because we were also in very untended, like there was just not a territory that we had been on. It's not something that we had really um, done before. So, uh, and it was a passion, you know, it's, it was it was a baby passion baby it wasn't something that we thought we were gonna make a lot of, of money on so uh, so it was absolutely crazy I think we were funded in 22 minutes when we launched because we had so many emails that were sent out 22 to... minutes <laughs> it's crazy it was the That's most fast. exciting day of my <laughs> life <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. I think you really hit a nerve with with this, and uh, the design is uh, is obviously fantastic. If you if you uh, uh, if you're listening now and you want to see it, you should go to lastobject.com and check it out because it's really really beautiful. And um, 
and so how what happened then so you have all this interest you're, you're growing like how, how big are you now are you a big team or are you a small team or how does it look for you we've always like we've done a lot of different companies where we're really not good at managing people so for us it was so important that we kept the team small and and we did this for a year and now we couldn't really like hold it so small anymore but we're about 25 freelancers and so they're everywhere in the all around the world we have different people working on different elements of the business and then we have hired uh, three amazing very very qualified like way more qualified than we are uh, people that uh, have gone on board and are are helping us scale this up still 25 freelancers that's getting kind of big Already. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. a nice way to to kind of uh, build a company because at the office we're only six people, so uh, so it's a it's a different kind of company. Yeah, and in these times it doesn't really is the big the difference is not as big as it used to be, right? When you it used to be that you wanted all the employees in one place, and now everybody's spread out anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, this whole situation with. The corona, it's it hasn't affected us like enormously because we have the setup that we have. This is obviously a, a, a crazy success and doing really well, and the product looks amazing and everything. So I imagine you seeing a lot of interest from the single-use giants, right? A, a mix of of fright and interest, right? <laughs> must, must be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're so big that we're actually you know scaring them in a sense <laughs> but at, at some point i'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of excited to to actually be in a situation at one day where they actually get a little scared because it would be amazing if we could really change um our our habits uh, in the single use industry i think that's also like if i uh, we were talking about like what our biggest goals are in the coming years um, at the office. And, and I think if we can suddenly see like a downfall in the single, and this is so, it sounds so morbid, but I mean it like with a lot of love, <laughs> but if we could really see a big dent in the single use industry, um, for example, Q-tips, they still uh, produce 3% more Q-tips e each year. But if we can send, like, suddenly see, oh, it's only two, it's one, it's actually minus something, you know, that would just be amazing because then we can really see that we're making an impact. Just uh, for you personally, how how's this uh, changed your life? Well, I see my brother a lot more. He's he's uh, <laughs> the one of the co-founders, and uh, no, I think it was really nice because I've always done a lot of different things. I've never really had one focus. I've kind of been a designer that was, you know, I was laser cutting a little bit there. I was working a little bit project based on different hospitals. And it was, I've always been very scattered. And I think this is the first time in my life where I'm very focused. Um, and as I see the same thing in my brother and, and Cole, I think that we're all three, really, we, we hit something that, that we need to be 100%. And I think it took a couple of weeks and then we were out of all our other projects and companies and being so focused and and having so much fun being so focused on something that actually makes a difference I think that has been that has just been huge I've always loved designing coming to work uh, we're all like kind of workaholics but but being able to like 
that your everyday life is about something that you're very passionate about and that makes you really focused. I think those two things have just been like the best combination for, for us. It's certainly rewarding to be an entrepreneur when it works. Yes, yes. And what about when it doesn't work? Have there been any really tough times for you? Uh, yeah, there was always like tough decisions and, and especially being an entrepreneur and, and having a family. I think that's I think that's tough for everybody or in general, just having a life on the side. Um, you kind of have to, uh, you have to say goodbye to some stuff because this is going to take all your time and you have to have a lot of uh, patient and, and supporting people around you. One of the things that sometimes people don't understand about entrepreneurs necessarily, especially in the beginning, is that there's not really a safety net for entrepreneurs. No. There's, nobody's picking you up if, if it doesn't work. No, and everything's everything's a risk as a t till the end. Like even now where we've built a really strong and successful business, but like it can all still, you know, turn around and we can suddenly not see different margins or we're using too much money in an area, especially when you're scaling. Uh, everybody has like their whole life livelihood on you know in stake yeah of course and you know that that's one thing i wanted to ask you about by the way uh when you're working on a sustainable product like this is normally for people you know if you make a mistake and you, you create a ton of product that nobody wants and you know that can be a financial hit but that can work out you know but for a sustainable company that's actually a core mistake. You created a lot of things that's going to be thrown away. How do you know that the products that you make actually uh, have a demand and will actually sell? That's actually kind of what we've done with, we always launch all our products on Kickstarter. So it's kind of been our way of uh, testing the waters, trying to see does this make sense because we don't want to design something and produce something that suddenly we can't get rid of or that somebody doesn't want to buy it or, or that the, it hasn't been thought through and it's uh, not that sustainable or, you know, there are all these different um, elements of issues. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's really important for us to, to kind of keep testing. Also, when we become bigger, we have to keep being mindful of what are we doing and doesn't make sense in what way. So what's next for Last Object? What's the next move and, and uh, how do you see the future? Well, we are, we're working on trying to convert this very startup, startup setup to be a scale up. So we need to perfect our things. We need to really file, file our designs, really make sure that everything is perfect in a sense, because I kind of, with, in a startup, you kind of you're okay with a little bit of mistakes, but when you kind of get big and we get into these bigger chains, it's really important for us to be so sharp. So, uh, so we're sharpening in, um, and and then we're gonna we're gonna have to have a little bit of ice in our stomachs, and then just you know push that speeder. <laughs> Yeah, and you have a bunch of products obviously lined up that you won't tell me about because they're secret, right? <laughs> Very secretive. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. We, um, we're definitely going to keep designing for the bathroom right now. There are so many fun products and, and kind of, you know, 
I think I think the toilet paper roll has kind of been the that's our that's our biggest like if we could solve that that would be absolutely crazy but it's probably not going to be the next kind of next couple of products <laughs> yeah that seems that seems to be uh the the next level thing right that's the the, the ultimate level uh, of reusables exactly and you know it has to look like the uh a, a toilet roll so <laughs> yeah yeah okay that that would be interesting to follow for sure <laughs> so okay so if people want to find out more about this obviously lastobject.com and where else can they uh find out more about uh, you and uh, last object well on more or less all social media platforms uh we have uh, a lot of different i would really recommend um, following our instagram i think that has really been um, played out well and it's really it's it's the one that uh, at least i that I play around with a lot. So uh, so that's what I would recommend. But yeah, our website and sign up for our newsletter, then you won't miss a launch. There's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, excellent. So regardless if you're interested in in, um, in uh, reusables and sustainability or are merely a design nerd, this is your place to go because this looks absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for uh, um, taking the time to to talk to us about uh, Last Object. Thank you, Walter. It was really nice being on your show. Thank you for listening to The Talk, the podcast about changing the world from Nordea Private Banking. I'm Walter Naslund, and for the rest of this season, I'll be taking you through a total of 12 interviews with the three most interesting entrepreneurs we can think of from the four Nordic countries. And the lineup we have is fantastic. So hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of them. And thanks again. Have a great day.